Justice Thomas has our opinion this morning, case 178995, Mont v. United States. This case comes to us on a writ of certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. After being released from federal prison, Petitioner Mont uh, began a five-year term of supervised release that was scheduled to end on March 6, 2017. Before that term ended, he was arrested on state drug trafficking charges and has remained in state custody since that time. Mott pleaded guilty, and on March 21, 2017, a few weeks after his term of supervised release was scheduled to end, the state court sentenced him to six years' imprisonment. His roughly 10 months of pretrial custody were credited as time served. Shortly thereafter, the federal district court issued a warrant for Mont and set a supervised release hearing. Although Mont admitted that his state conviction violated his supervised release conditions, he argued that the district court lacked jurisdiction to revoke his supervised release because his term had expired on March 6. The district court concluded that it indeed did have jurisdiction, revoked Mont's supervised release, and ordered him to serve an additional 42 months imprisonment. The Sixth Circuit affirmed on alternative grounds, holding that Mont's supervised release period was told under 18 U.S.C. 3624E which provides that a term of supervised release does not run when the person is, and I quote, is imprisoned in connection with a conviction for a crime unless the imprisonment is for a period of less than 30 consecutive days. Because Mont's 10 months of pretrial custody was in connection with his ultimate conviction, the Sixth Circuit concluded that the period of supervised release was told during that time. In an opinion filed with the clerk today, we affirm pre-trial detention, later credited as served for, uh, later credited as time served for a new conviction, is imprisonment in connection with a conviction and thus tolls the supervised release term under 3624E, even if the court must make the tolling calculation after learning whether the time will be credited. The text of 3624E compels this reading. The ordinary meaning of the term imprisoned encompasses pretrial detention, and the phrase in connection with uh, a conviction encompasses a period of pretrial detention for which a defendant receives credit against uh, the sentence that he that is not ultimately imposed. This reading is buttressed by the fact that Congress, like most states, instructs courts calculating a term of imprisonment to credit detention as time served on a subsequent conviction. Our reading is also confirmed by the fact that the text undeniably requires courts to retrospectively calculate whether the statute's 30-day minimum is satisfied. The statutory context also supports this reading. 
Section 3624E provides that supervised release generally runs concurrently with probation, supervised release, or uh, parole for another offense, but excludes periods of imprisonment served in connection with a conviction. This juxtaposition reinforces the fact that prison time is not interchangeable with supervised release, which is designed to help transition a defendant from prison to liberty. Moreover, it would be odd to give a defendant the windfall of satisfying a new sentence of imprisonment and an old sentence of supervised release with the very same period of pretrial detention. Mott contends that the statute forbids a backward-looking tolling analysis because it is phrased in the present tense. This argument confuses the substance of the legal rule with the timing of a court's application of that rule. The present tense phrasing does not require that the judge be able to make a supervised release determination at the same time the defendant is imprisoned. For these reasons and others set forth in our opinion, we affirm the judgment of the Sixth Circuit. Justice Sotomayor has filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Breyer, Kagan, and Gorsuch join. 